You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another solo show of the Full and Thriving podcast. I am currently sitting in my new office of my new house. And if you told me a month and a half ago that I was going to have a new house, I probably wouldn't have believed you. This house search happened so quickly and smoothly for Dan and I that we actually got our first offer accepted in general on a house. And right now the housing market is so competitive that we just were not expecting this at all. So we are so excited and grateful to be living in our new house. We just moved in this week and we've been doing a ton of moving and unpacking. And I am hoping that this is going to be the first of many amazing episodes coming from my new office in this home. I'm so grateful for all of the blessings that I've had in my life recently. And as you know, I love to keep it real with all of you. And while all of this change is happening, it has also been really hard to balance it all. If you listen to my solo shows, you know that I have had so much change happening in my life this summer. I got engaged in June. My twin sister had a baby in July. Dan and I moved into our new home in August, and we also just picked a wedding date for March. So it's been go, go, go. And for the past week, I will be honest, I've been feeling overwhelmed by everything. The combination of having my recovery coaching practice, the podcast, and the recovery collective all together I'm just feeling a bit of anxiety because it feels like everything is happening all at once. And I'm questioning if I have enough time in the day for everything. Like I need to do unpacking from the move. I need to write a wedding guest list. I need to be prepared for the new member enrollment of the Recovery Collective this month. And thankfully, Dan is really supportive and he listens when I'm stressed. I also have a kick-ass therapist who I see every other week. And thanks to working in the mental health field, I have all of my coping skills ready to go. So when I do get stressed or feel anxious, especially this week, I've been turning to deep breathing, journaling, EFT, tapping, stretching, some joyful movement, lots of puppy snuggles and fiance snuggles and I just discovered Harry Styles and all of his music outside of Watermelon Sugar, and he is freaking amazing. So music has definitely getting me through as well. And I do want to acknowledge this is really positive stress. It's coming from an exciting place. There's just a lot going on. 
So if any of you have a lot of change happening in your life right now, I can completely relate to what you're going through. And ironically, this whole episode is about helping people connect to change. And it's titled, Five Ways to Refresh and Re-Energize Your Recovery. I find that so many folks get stuck in this stagnant energy in recovery where they're meeting with their team, but nothing's really changing. Nothing's happening. And especially I see this if you've been at recovery a while. And I'm sure that so many of you can relate to this energy when it comes to your recovery process. And I just am here to remind you that you can't expect things to change when everything stays the same. I truly believe it is extremely important to shake things up when you are feeling stuck. And there is a less sensitive quote out here that I've heard that does come to mind, which holds some truth to it. And that is the definition of crazy is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Now, I know people might be offended with the use of crazy, but this is a mental health podcast. I mean, we're all a little crazy here. So throughout this episode, I want you to reflect on where you are in recovery, reflect on your treatment plan, and what you can do to change the energy of things if you're feeling stuck and want to refresh and re-energize the situation. And in this episode, I'll outline many different ways that will help you do that. So the very first one, which I think is probably the most important, is that in order to refresh the energy of your recovery, you need to start practicing radical honesty with your treatment team. So if you're feeling stuck in your recovery, ask yourself if you're being completely honest about everything that's going on in your recovery and life to your team. So that means your therapist, your dietitian, your doctor, your coach. Now, are you going into appointments and fudging your meals, making it look like you're eating more than you are? So the session doesn't feel so awkward when you talk to your dietitian, or are you downplaying how bad your behaviors have gotten because you feel shamed that maybe things are slipping back? Are you actively hiding a very important piece of your life in recovery? Perhaps there's something in your personal life you haven't shared with your therapist Did someone on your team make a comment that rubbed you the wrong way or upset you and it's on your mind and it's getting in the way of being honest? Think about what needs to be expressed and what needs to be said. I find that often part of why we get our eating disorder in the first place is because we don't allow ourselves to express our opinions, emotions, or thoughts because we are afraid of rejection or hurting someone's feelings. Now, remember that your team is here to help you. And if they have some experience in the field, they've heard so many things 
And you will not hurt them if you are honest with them. If they are professionals, they will be able to take all of the heat, all of the honesty, and they want to help you. They are on your side. So you owe it to yourself and to them to be radically honest about your feelings, about where you're at, if you're feeling burned out, if you're feeling terrified, if something's getting in the way, they want to know so that they can better support you and help you problem solve so that you can start making progress. And I wanted to add a caveat to this first point here is that when you engage in radical honesty with your team, the primary requirement here is radical honesty with yourself. What are you avoiding? What are you not facing? What are you afraid to say out loud? What needs to be expressed? So you have to look inside and call yourself out on why you are stuck and what is holding you back. And so the combination of being radically honest with yourself will help you be more radically honest with your team. And I promise you that things will start to get easier. The second way you can refresh your recovery energy is by adding a recovery coach to your team. And I highly recommend that you look into the CCI Certified Eating Disorder Recovery Coaches. I know so many amazing eating disorder recovery coaches who have been through this CCI program that I would be happy to connect you with. And the reason why I suggest this is because usually when people are stuck in a stagnant recovery stage, it's because they are struggling to take action. And I highly recommend that if this is you, you look into working with a recovery coach because coaches are trained to support behavior change, meaning they are trained to help you stop using eating disorder behaviors and cope with those changes. Coaches can be hired for meal support, shopping, cooking support. They can also be resourced for text support meaning that if you have a coach on your team, this is a trusted individual who probably has real life recovery experience as well, who makes themselves available to you so that you can reach out during your most difficult moments. So if you're feeling triggered or if you're feeling the urge to use a behavior or if you are looking for some healthy self reminders, your coach would just be one text away. And I have heard from my clients and through feedback that it's very nice having someone at the other end of your phone who understands, who is available to connect with at all times. And I know from experience that hiring a coach can be the thing that makes a difference in your recovery journey. And I know I am completely biased, but I do do this every single day. And I have seen many instances where the coach is added onto the team. And this is the thing that sparks the behavior change because suddenly someone has the support between sessions with their dietitian and therapist 
to really focus on the eating disorder and taking action. I know in my practice, I'm always setting goals for my clients and planning challenges with them to keep them accountable throughout the week. And if they're taking their recovery to the next level, they do those assignments and each week they are taking action because of that and making progress. So that is number two on my list for all of you today. Hey, full and thriving fam. I wanted to let you in on something super exciting. We're welcoming new members inside the Recovery Collective for a limited time between September 20th and October 1st. Be sure to mark your calendars and go to recoverycollective.mykajabi.com to get on the wait list. Curious to know what it's like inside? Here's what our current members are saying. My favorite part about the Recovery Collective is that as of joining about a year ago, I finally realized how important it is to have a community in recovery. It was definitely a turning point for me to finally talk to someone who's understanding. The people in the Recovery Collective are some of the most lovely, supportive people I've ever met. If you're thinking about joining the Recovery Collective, I have two words to say to you. Do it. Literally just give it a chance. I think you will be surprised in the most wonderful way. Make the jump and join. It's honestly one of the best things I ever did. And I've made some of my best friends from around the world. It's a safe place for me. I know I can say anything and never get judged for it. And I feel that we all truly care about each other. Well, there you have it. Our members have spoken. And I might be a little biased, but I think our community is pretty great too. For more information, check out the link in the show notes and make sure you sign up for the waiting list so you can be the first to join our community between September 20th and October 1st. Number three is all about rewiring your brain. And I know a few episodes ago, I spoke about the use of affirmations Something along a similar line is practicing visualization in your recovery. So when you need to refresh your recovery energy, I recommend that you visualize yourself setting recovery goals and achieving them. So visualize the outcome that you want, but also visualize the process of getting there and make that a positive visualization. I recommend setting a timer for five to 10 minutes, putting on some soft music and letting yourself visualize your recovery happening. And think, you can even try thinking about a situation you're worried about like a backyard party where there's going to be food involved or a dinner outing with friends, or maybe it's an important conversation around boundaries. Thinking about that worrisome situation and imagine the best possible recovery outcome. So it might be imagining going to that dinner outing with your friends, feeling relaxed, wearing an outfit you feel confident in, and ordering something on the menu that sounds good. And if an eating disorder thought comes into your head, you are actively challenging, challenging that thought 
and redirecting your attention back to those at the dinner. That is a small example of something you can visualize and feel free to add in all the details. Visualizations feel real to your brain. So think about it. What would you do in your visualization that would make the part of you that wants to recover proud, right? So think about these positive outcomes. Think about achieving your recovery goals. Think about setting a goal or a challenge and having it go well. And you could also spend time visualizing your recovered life, okay? So thinking about what is recovery going to bring to me And although I know that this is difficult for some people, and I do acknowledge that, when I was struggling, I actually really enjoyed imagining what recovery would look like for me because I knew that I was really suffering and I knew that deep down I wanted to break free. I'm also a huge dreamer, so I found visualizing my future that was free from my eating disorder was really inspiring and it was a helpful reminder that there were better days coming. So definitely lean into visualization if you can. And I promise that this will refresh your recovery energy when it is done frequently and regularly. In fact, if you can make it part of your routine, I highly recommend that. Okay. The next thing I suggest that you do. So this is number four in how to refresh your recovery energy is to start switching things up in life and in recovery. So don't get stuck doing the same thing day in and day out. Take time to break free from your normal daily routines. So this can be as simple as if you drive the same way to work every day, take another more scenic route. If you eat the same meal for lunch every day, find a way to add some variety in there. So you might want to talk to your dietitian about that if that's the stage you're in, but try to add some variety. Give yourself some flexibility in your day-to-day plan. Another thing you can do is before you eat, sit down and ask yourself what sounds good today instead of getting the same thing every single day. Switching it up can go as far as major life changes as well. So maybe you need to switch things up in life by breaking up with a partner who is not good for you, which I am always a fan of, by the way, or getting a new job where you have a better work environment or changing your work schedule or trying out a new mental health medication, or maybe it's moving to a new place. It could even look like rearranging furniture in your bedroom or painting the walls a fresh color. So it can go on and on, but I really recommend shaking things up. Perhaps you want to change your hairstyle or start adding new accessories to your wardrobe. What I find is that when I switch things up, the energy changes too. And it's also a fun way to get us out of old patterns that might be connected with the old eating disorder. 
For instance, if you come home for treatment, and I know many of you have experienced this, you quickly find yourself in an old environment that reminds you of all your old eating disorder patterns and the negative energy surrounding your eating disorder. Rearranging furniture in your room when you get home from treatment can actually signal to your brain that things are no longer the same as they used to be and you will be more likely to create new patterns in this space than if it were the same as it used to be. So take advantage of the idea of rewiring your brain by changing the environment. Changing the environment could even look like changing your social media feed. So take some time to reflect on this one. I really love the idea of switching things up because it not only can refresh your recovery in an indirect or direct way, but it can make your life more exciting. Okay, guys, my final tip for how to refresh that stagnant recovery energy is to join a community. So if you already have a treatment team and you're going through the motions of weekly appointments with your therapist, maybe a dietitian or a coach, you might find it helpful to sprinkle in a bit of recovery community and social interaction into your plan. Sometimes we just need more recovery touch points throughout the week and connecting with people who relate to what we're going through can not only be healing, but also validating and supported. I know from personal experience and from running the Recovery Collective that when you feel seen, heard, and understood, it feels good deep down inside. And this is what creates new energy inside your body and inside your life and thus your recovery journey. So I highly recommend that you look into joining some sort of community that's supportive of your recovery. As you guys know, the Recovery Collective is the recovery community that I lead essentially. And this is the place that can help you start feeling like a real human again. I know that when you join a community, whether that's RRC or another support group, it helps you break free from the isolation and secrecy, which inherently makes recovery a little bit easier. So when you surround yourself with people who are going through something similar as you are, it will destigmatize the eating disorder in your brain and that will help dissolve the shame that you might be experiencing. So if you're looking into a community, the Recovery Collective is opening its doors from starting September 20th to October 1st. And we keep our doors open for a limited time because once they're closed, we really like to focus on nurturing our relationships with the new members. So if this calls to you and you think that this is the perfect way for you to refresh your recovery energy, we hope that you can join the next new wave of members. And as you guys know, I do have a PhD in fun and I find that the reason why I love community so much is that it not only provides plenty of moments for you to refocus on your recovery throughout the week, 
but it also helps you make new friends. And that can actually feel fun and make you feel more alive. So there is my fifth and final tip on how you can refresh the energy of your recovery journey. Now, that's all I have for you all today, but I would love it if you can commit to doing one or two of these things within the next few weeks. So if you feel called, I highly recommend that you check out recoverycollective.mykajabi.com to sign up for the Recovery Collective community. After you're done listening to this episode, you could also listen to episode 86, which talks all about eight things you can do when you're feeling stuck in recovery. So it's a similar episode to this one. I just did that one a while ago. So this is the fresh version of that. All right, that's it. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. Please be sure to connect with me on social media. I love to hear from you. And I will see you all next time on the Full and Thriving Podcast. All right, that concludes this week's episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the show. When you have a moment, please head on over to Instagram and follow my recovery coaching account at Meg underscore McCabe to stay up to date on everything I'm doing in recovery land. And if you're feeling extra inspired, please send me a direct message to let me know how this podcast has impacted your life. I'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next week.